The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak here for this Wednesday, the 1st of February in London. Coming up today... Closed for business, half a million UK workers to strike over pay and conditions. Halving the hike, the Fed prepares to downshift from 50 to 25. Raising the stakes, the Adani Group passes a key test, but challenges remain. Stealth taxes, universal music, retuned streaming and Lotus accelerates towards a US listing. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers and I'm Leah. Plus, man versus machine. Traders predict an AI revolution for the market. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe on DAB Digital Radio London, Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington DC, Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Cirrus XM Channel 119 and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business App. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. Nearly half a million British workers go on strike today, the largest industrial action in more than a decade. Most schools and major train stations are closed as key workers demand pay rises. The schools minister, Nick Gibbs, says the walkouts will hurt parents and children. It would be helpful if they could tell their head teacher so that they can plan and also inform parents so that they can plan. So it, it, it isn't helpful either to the children or to the parents or to the school if teachers are not telling their head teachers if they intend to strike. More than half the public believe that Gibb and the rest of the government are doing a bad job of negotiating with unions, that according to an Ipsos poll. Here in the UK, inflation in shops has hit a record despite the broader measures of price e- price rises easing. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts has the story. Last month saw prices in stores rise at the fastest pace in at least 18 years, with retailers offering fewer discounts than in the run-up to Christmas. The British Retail Consortium said that shop price inflation accelerated to 8% in the year to January, a record for the index which started in 2005, and higher than the 7.3% recorded in December. Food price inflation hit 13.8%, with sugar, alcohol and fruit and vegetables all particularly affected. As retailers struggle with rising costs, strain is beginning to show, with Tesco and Asda both recently announcing job cuts. But there's better news from the boss of the UK's biggest dairy producer. The CEO of Arla says that he expects the cost of milk and butter to drop over the course of this year. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. So that's for the UK. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve and its officials look set to slow the pace of interest rate rises later today. Markets are now pricing in 25 basis point uh, hike from the Fed, bringing the base rate to a range of 45 to 4.75%. Mike Bell, Executive Director and Global Market Strategist at JP Morgan Asset Management, says traders need to be wary. 
I actually think the biggest risk to markets is that we don't get a recession in 2023. The wage growth stays high and the Fed, having maybe paused for a bit in March, then in the second half of the year, they actually end up putting rates up by more than is forecast and aren't able to deliver the rate cuts that the market's expecting for 2024. So Mike Bell speaking. Well, he also told Bloomberg he believes the terminal rate will likely be reached in the coming months. The Fed decision will be announced, of course, as usual, 7pm London time. And we'll be looking at the choices facing Jerome Powell with our markets reporter Valerie Titel in a few minutes. The Adani Group's flagship company has pulled off a $2.5 billion equity sale thanks to a surge in late bids. The offer was fully subscribed on the day with institutions making up the bulk of those investing. Bloomberg's markets reporter Annabel Drulers says the news isn't as positive as it may appear. It's not really good news when you take a look at what was missing in the FPO and that was interest from the retail sale because that was noticeably weak here. Individual investors, they only took about 10% of the shares that were offered to them even though Adani had actually been hoping to expand its investor base. Annabel Drill is also noting that sale comes as nearly $70 billion was wiped off the value of the Indian conglomerate amid a short seller's allegations of corporate malfeasance. Uh, Gadani has called the claims calculated security fraud. And finally, research shows that the majority of traders now believe that artificial intelligence will have the biggest impact on financial markets in the coming years. A survey by JP Morgan has found that more than half now believe AI and machine learning will have the most influence on trading over the next three years. That's up from a quarter just a year ago, and it comes after the launch of ChatGPT, which turbocharged a broader interest in AI technology. And I know, Caroline, that you have a very strong interest in Chad GPT after um, a brilliant column from our Bloomberg Opinion columnist, Parmi Olsen, about this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Parmi did this test, which I think is very useful for me. She uh, tested out Chat GPT as a new kind of uh, tutor, an all-knowing tutor that you can ask to simplify the language, you know, if you want to tutor your, your kids. Today is strike day. The schools are shut across mm. England and Wales, or at least most of them. So it's pretty tantalising. She says basically forget about it because even though it's an ultra sophisticated AI chatbot, it's still got a lot of the answers wrong. Do you remember the search engine Ask Jeeves, which was a similar <laughs> idea? It was ask Brief. a question and, and, and a butler, Jeeves, would answer it for you. Yeah, it's like didn't. a chat GPT. Yeah, and it didn't always work very well. And no. I feel like we might be turning into the same sector. Anyway, coming up next, stealth taxes hit higher earners. Universal Music looks to retune its streaming model and Lotus accelerates towards a US listing. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Now, the paper review on Bluebird Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. 
Joining us now is Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans for more. Now, to start, the headline in The Telegraph, the Treasury rakes in an extra £12 billion as stealth taxes hit higher earners. So, of course, the 31st of January, the last day to file your taxes, so now we get an understanding of the bill. Yes, indeed, Caroline. And I hope you all did your taxes out there. And as you did say, stealth taxes are really hitting higher earners. And this is harder than actually expected, according to the newspaper. The Office of Budget Responsibility says rising wages has helped the Treasury rake in this extra £12 billion last year. And this is all down to the strong jobs market, meaning more people are now paying the 40% rate of income tax. And the government is really benefiting as employee tax and national insurance revenues are rising sharply here in the UK. And it's not just higher earners helping out, actually, Caroline. Larger receipts from big banks and also accountancy firms Mm. are really allowing the government to borrow far less to plug the gap between tax receipts and also public spending. So there we go. Stealth tax is really hitting higher earners harder than expected. Mm, Interesting stuff. Okay, Leanne, let's turn to The Guardian next. This headline reads, Chinese owner of Lotus Technology to list a stake in the US via blank check firm. What's this all about? Yes, indeed. So Lotus Technology, this is an offshoot of the British sports car brand, which was bought by China's Geely back in 2017. Now, it's going to be listing on the NASDAQ. The Guardian says the listing will be done with a special purpose acquisition vehicle. It's a SPAC, which has the backing from Alviumage and its billionaire founder, Bernard Arno. Lotus Tech is expected to be valued at $5.4 billion. And this is according to the paper. Remember, Geely is owned by the billionaire Li Shefu, and he also has a stake in another iconic British brand, loved by James Bond and many other men. That's Aston Martin. Lotus also a James Bond brand. It has to be said, there were Lotus cars in the James Bond film too. You know what? I didn't know what a Lotus car was until this morning. Sorry for my naivety, anyone listening out there. It's a lightweight... Someone needs to buy you one. Yes, no. No, I don't want one. No, I'm joking. I'd love one. It's a lightweight sports car handmade in Norfolk in England. And it's been part of the British car scene since 1948. And it's now not listing in London, but it's listing in New York. So this is kind of the zeitgeist of the whole story. At a time when we've seen um, Geely invest so much money in in focusing the company on electric vehicles as well. So that's kind of an interesting move for them too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was reading a little bit about this they basically want to rival Porsche so it's you know Lotus has been this kind of very specialist brand but with the Chinese money you know expanding anyway very interesting car story Financial Times though um, the headline there Universal Music in talks with big platforms to overhaul the streaming model Yes indeed Caroline so the world's largest music company is actually said to be in talks with these big streaming giants to overhaul the industry's economics so they want more money to be going to the artists. Universal is concerned about the number of songs on platforms such as Spotify. Apparently over 100,000 new songs are be added to the streaming service Spotify every single day. This is a huge amount. And the industry is also worried about manipulation of the system where bots are used to inflate these listening figures. And many musicians say the current system stops them from making an actual living because people 
aren't buying the records or the hard mm. copies of the CDs as we've seen before. They're downloading it on different streaming platforms. And main labels have also complained about the growth of lower quality songs, such as ambient sleep tracks. I know some people do use them to go to sleep at night and obviously they're becoming more and more popular. Well, you know that thing when you get your, your list of things from your chosen streaming service at the end of the year of, of what you've most listening to and anyone that has kids will just have something completely bananas because yes. it's all yes. stuff that they've had to, to, to listen to for their children. Well, they're kind of saying, well, you know, I'm, I don't actually listen to Peppa Pig. But, you know. You know, but a little bit, I love the sound of a fan at night and obviously energy's been expensive. So now, uh, yeah, now I stream the sound of fan music. So that is definitely right. at noise. the top of my list. Yeah, white noise. But okay. once again, a really interesting change for musicians who yeah. have been saying for a very long time they're just not making enough money. Okay, Leanne Gans, thank you so much uh, for that whip through the newspapers this morning. Okay, let's turn next to the Federal Reserve meeting, the FOMC meeting, of course, and decision comes today. Another downshift in the pace of rate hikes to 25 basis points, widely expected. But for markets, it's all about Jerome Powell's opening statement and the tone in his press conference this evening, London time. Let's speak to our markets reporter, Valerie Titel, who joins us in studio for more on this. Valerie, broadly, what's changed since December's meeting? There's been three key shifts that have happened in the US. One is that inflation continues to moderate that's both in wage inflation and core inflation. That's very important for the Fed. It shows that they're on the right track. Secondly, there's been some broad softening in the data, both in the forward-looking sentiment indicators and some of the hard data. And thirdly, complicates the Fed a bit, the labor market has continued to be strong. Jobless claims are holding up better than expected, and the previous non-farm payrolls was a beat. Okay, so that is what has changed. That is what Powell and others have to take into account. Mm -hmm. Inflation falling, data softening. So is it time then to sound hawkish and... Is that how the street is actually leaning now? Well, look, if he did want to come out and sound hawkish today, he could be totally dismissive of this recent drop in inflation, almost kind of doubting it if it can continue because the labor market is so strong. Mm -hmm. And he could be a bit more aggressive in that kind of language, really declaring that the unemployment rate needs to rise in order in order for him to almost trust that this inflation is returning to target. And if he did want to surprise dovishly, though, um, he could really welcome this this moderation in inflation, saying that with the backdrop of the weakening in the U.S. economic data, that this is a welcome development. He could state that he is more data dependent. That would probably open the door for a, a, a pause in March being likely if the data turns. And he could say things like, we are approaching sufficiently restrictive levels. That would be something that would change in the opening statement that would again open the door to a pause in March. So it's really all about, is the May hike still in play mm-hmm. or does he lead us to to believe that a pause in March is in the cards. Okay. Well, the market is pricing a lot of cuts for the Fed later this year, even when they told us they weren't looking to cut at all in 2023. Could we prompt a hawkish tone then? Yeah, so he could he could push back on this pricing, mm-hmm. but I, I just... I think the market won't believe him. The market really needs to see an upside surprise in inflation um, uh, or perhaps a stronger labor market data in order for them to believe that they're going to go decently above 5%. So the the bar to really convince the markets that they're going above 5% is really hard for Powell to do verbally. I think the market is is more watching if, if data surprises, if inflation surprises the other way, that would lead the market to reprice and maybe take out some of these cuts later in the year. Yeah. 
Okay, and just one voice, but one that we listened to, um, billionaire uh, Jeffrey Gundlach mm. talking about suspecting the Fed messaging will push back against the pivot narrative and uh, thereby current bond market pricing. You know, he's saying it should be interesting. At least that's that's his view. Um, just briefly, impact um, for the European Open, or at least for tomorrow as well in Europe? Do you, how closely will European traders be watching what oh, happens Oh, hugely, hugely. This is going to dictate ECB. a lot of, of, of what happens in the market this, the, later this week. But but look, don't forget, we have some key data coming out of the US yeah. even before Powell takes the stand. We get some ISM data, and more importantly, we get the JOLTS data, which is the job openings number. He's referred to this many times in this statement. So if that data comes surprise one way or the other, that could jolt markets as well. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.